Mobile Rolling, presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound, making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices, online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. Well, I remember going to see a certain movie when I was in my teens, and I'll, I'll admit this, that I actually went to sleep that night. I was at home on my own and I went to sleep with the light on. Um, because it scared, scared the living daylights out of me. It was just a movie that stuck in my head forever. And there was a horse that won yesterday that was very impressive with the, the name of Exorcist. And uh, Chris Barsby is joining us. Good morning, Chris. Steve, good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. Mm, I don't know if you've seen it the movie. It did win impressively yesterday. Yeah, no, I haven't actually. I don't think I have, but the horse looked good yesterday. Yeah, particularly the strength through the line, Chris. Yeah, two rides. Uh, at the top of the straight, Steve, it looked like uh, the Exorcist and Artie Karen, the favourite, uh, were really going to stage a, a ding-dong battle in the home straight. But uh, the Exorcist, it just gave Artie Karen the cold shoulder and uh, just scorched away over the final 100 metres and put a real margin on it. I, I think it won officially by 13 and a half metres, and uh, that was its first official race start. So by Better Than Cheddar, prepared by Wayne Graham, uh, looked pretty good yesterday, so uh, one to follow. Yeah, let's just clarify it. Not the same spelling, however, but you say it the same. No. Yeah, I, you know, uh, I think Connections are uh, just being a little uh, tricky with the way they wanted it, and uh, that's how they want it uh, pronounced. So it is it is named after the movie, so The Exorcist. Okay, Chris, uh, just before Kate joins us, just with Beach Music, uh, she, obviously she lives in the shadow a little bit of the stable, mate, Ladies in Red, but this looks a race for the taking, does it, on the weekend in Melbourne, Beach Music? Yeah, absolutely. It's a vital weekend, Steve, and it started last night for Queensland officials. As we know, there's only one horse invited to the Rising Sun, which is absolutely staggering, really, because this race is not all that far away. There's one horse invited that's better eclipsed. Catch a Wave last night, who we've been talking about for a while now, Steve. 152-2 at Bendigo. There's still no invite. Leap to fame, still no invite. Simply Sam last night was awesome over in Auckland. Ray Green prepares Simply Sam. He won the Queensland Derby last year with American Dealer. He's got copy that. He returned home this week, copy that. Still no invite. So I don't know what they're waiting for, but this might be the weekend where we might see some invitations because you've mentioned beach music. We've got all these star four-year-olds stepping out tomorrow night in Sydney. Ladies in red goes around. Mighty Ronaldo goes around. So will there be an invite? Who knows? Time will tell. But it's a big weekend with a number of star horses stepping out. Kate Butts with us, Chris. Well, Kate Butt, uh, I wanted to talk to because it's a big night at Albion Park tomorrow night as well. We've got the Changeover Classic. That's the first juvenile feature of the new year. We've also got the APG Consolation for the four-year-olds. And as we know, Kate is the Membership and Communications Manager, and she's online with us now. As Steve just outlined, Kate, good morning. Thanks, Chris. It's certainly a great night of racing coming our way. Is there any carnival news, Kate, that you're hearing from the club? Um, yeah, all happening here. One of the exciting things is um, the on-course stabling, which is coming on track. So it'll be uh, 24 boxes available right in the city for the carnival period. So that'll be great, but lots happening. And yes, I expect a few more invites as well. So we'll have to keep our eyes peeled for that. Okay, we've got 11 races tomorrow night. It's another marathon program. What is your best bet? I really like Trent Dawson's runner in race 10. Love your work. He was awesome last start in his heat for this race. And I think Trent Dawson will be aggressive and too strong with this runner. Okay, so we're going with love your work there in race number 10. Will there be more to come by the club's social pages tomorrow? 
Yeah, most definitely at the Creek Albion on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. All right. Thanks again, Kate. We'll see you trackside. Thanks, Chris. We'll see you then. Joining us, so just having a look at that runner there. Love your work going around. Tab got the market up. He's at a dollar seventy currently. So a dollar seventy. If you want to throw him into your multi across the weekend, you can certainly add it to that uh, multi and hopefully boost your profit. Ryan Spice joins us each and every Friday morning, and he's about to come online and have a chat. Ryan, good morning. Morning, Chris. Uh, it, it's a busy weekend. Time's ticking now for the Queensland Winter Carnival. As I mentioned, there's only one horse invited. Will this be the weekend that we start to see some movement and uh, more names uh, being put out there as far as, you know, a, a guaranteed start for the rising sun, in your opinion? I think, um, as Kate just mentioned, it sounds like they're about to start dropping. Um, of course, once the invitation gets made, I would imagine... RQ is only ever going to announce those that actually accept. So that might be why we've been in a bit of limbo. Would you prefer Leap to Fame or Catch a Wave right now if you could only pick one? Oh, geez. Um, I have to pass, Chris. I'm not sure. Okay. Did you catch, catch a Wave last night? Yes. Yes, he was mighty impressive. But it sounds like it's... The Rising Sun's not on the agenda. So, you know, Leap to Fame's here. He's in our backyard. He's the New South Wales Derby winner, so he's a worthy candidate. Okay. Let's focus on the home front. Albion Park racing tonight. We're racing there tomorrow night. We've got a feature night coming through with a couple of nice races. One of those races is the APG four-year-old consolation. Kate's really keen on the chances of love your work. How do you pull apart this feature? Yeah, I think Kate's on the money. Love your work certainly looks hardest to beat. I think she's absolutely correct in that hit. The horse will be driven uber-aggressive. He'll follow through from the back row on the back of Girl from Oz, and I think Trent will probably make a play for the front by the bell. Um, $1.70 feels like the right price. Um, I've already taken, I think, I'm up to $230, He's the hardest to beat. Um, I also like, from a wait-until-jump-time perspective, um, dancing to the beat. I think she could run a race and fill a place. So I think that's another good angle. Okay. Just with love, you were currently a dollar seventy with Tab. Do you, do you think he could start shorter, or is that rock bottom right now? I think he probably jumps around a dollar fifty, Chris. Okay. Okay. So love your work. You're keen on that runner dancing to the beat for the place there. So that's the APG Consolation, the Changeover Classics, the other feature coming through tomorrow night. That's a difficult race for the juveniles. Our first feature for the juveniles this season. Uh, what about the APG four-year-old consolation in Melton tomorrow night? Steve just touched on it uh, with beach music. How do you see it? Chris, I'm going away from the favorite beach music here. I'm really keen on the chances of horse number six, Seb's Choice. Uh, he's a real high quality cult in his own right. Um, beach music can just be a bit sluggish off the arm and, and often take a step uh, 100 to 200 metres after they've said go. I think Seb's choice is a big chance of spearing straight to the front. It's currently 220 with Tab. I think that's fair value. And if he does roll to the top, he is certainly a huge winning chance. Okay, so coming up with race four, number six, Seb's choice, the turnover, the favourite there, Beach Music. That's the APG four-year-old consolation at Melton tomorrow night. Where do we find the Ryan Spice special for the weekend? Uh, Chris, I'm going to cheat and go tonight. I'm really keen in race five, horse number six, Amami for Gemma Hewitt. 
this fellow had the flashing light on from last weekend in the three-year-old APG race. He stormed home and ran second to Tim's a trooper. I think tonight, even though from that awkward sticky gate, I just think he can float forward, race on pace, and I think he is the one to beat. And he's currently, I think, around a dollar ninety with Tab. Okay. Do you think that'll last, or do you think he'll be a little shorter come jump time? I think uh, he'll start at a dollar eighty, dollar ninety. Yeah, that's the, that's the mark. Um, but personally, I've marked him a lot shorter. Okay, so Amami, the best bet for the weekend, but you're keen to play in those APG consolations both at Albion Park and also at Melton tomorrow night. But Amami's the good thing of the weekend. Yeah, give it strength, Chris. Righto, perfect. Good man. I really appreciate the time, and uh, we'll chat again next week. Cheers. Thanks, mate. Here's Ryan Spice joining us. Darren Clayton's about to jump on the airwaves now and go through the Albion Park meeting for tomorrow night. There's plenty of form for uh, for, uh, Darren to be doing. 11 races in total, and he joins us now. Darren, good morning. Yeah, good morning, Chris. How about that win last night of that Andy Gath trained horse? What a a win. I was about to ask you the question. Is this is this moving weekend for Racing Queensland and Albion Park? Do we get to see some more invites? Do we get to see something happening re the rising sun? There's only one horse, so is this the weekend that uh, things start to happen? Yeah, I think it has to be just purely with the, uh, those races down in Menangle. You've got you know a couple of the Emma Stewart runners up from Victoria campaigning there. We've got Mighty Ronaldo over from the west. If if Mighty Ronaldo is going to uh, come to this race, you'd expect he needs to get an invite because they'd be wanting to make plans with how they uh, travel and what they do with that horse. So he's on the East Coast. If he if he performs strongly tomorrow night, you'd, uh, you'd nearly expect him to get an invite. So just with how it stands, how what uh, is the numbers of the invites, Chris? Is it two three-year-olds, two four-year-olds, or is it undetermined numbers, or... Well, how many invites are actually issued? There's there's four invites, and I believe it's two and two, two three-year-olds, two four-year-olds. That's that was the the format for last year. Yeah, so that um, that effectively leaves one four-year-old invite available. So you've got Mighty Ronaldo and Ladies in Red probably um, you know vying for that spot, um, and then in the three-year-old, well, we've got Catch a Wave, you've got Leap to Fame. Um, just reading between the lines there with what Ryan just said, perhaps there's, uh, you know, perhaps Leap to Fame was issued an invite that was declined. I don't know. That's just uh, pure speculation, but um, that would allow him to run in the Queensland Sun race if that was the case. Just on that horse last night, I just watched the replay. Uh, gee, it pulled its way to the front and went into the penny section. That's the one defeat. Is that from nine starts, catch a wave? That's him. That's him. He's a serious horse. Serious horse. So like some may question that last quarter last night, only 30 seconds, but given he was second up and he's gone 52-3, um, I don't know what else um, you know you can do. I know the connections of District Attorney, the horse that runs second, they're sort of looking at a Queensland derby campaign. Uh, so it just sort of adds to the, to the merit of the winner that he beat him by 14 metres second up going 52-3. So mm. serious horse. And, and the other thing is, Darren, um, just talking about Mighty Ronaldo, has anyone reached out to the Bonds over in Perth? They've got two really nice four-year-olds there. I'm a rockabilly rebel and don't bother me none. They've got Ideal Agent who looks like the Cups horse in the making, so he could easily fit the 
the profile of a race like the Sunshine Sprint, the uh, the Tab Blacks are fake. Is there any communication starting to, to go out? Have they reached out to Wonderful to Fly? If you're looking for another three-year-old, um, do, they, do they reach out to the connections of any of these horses? Yeah, well, it's... I wouldn't say it's starting to get dire, but um, we're certainly crossed cross the line, I think, of we need to start seeing some invites being issued because time gets away pretty quick. We're now, you know, we're, we're one week down in May. It's the first first week of July is this race. So, you know, it's, it'll sneak up quicker than quicker than we think. What about travel, though, Chris? I know with the thoroughbreds, it can be a real pain and sometimes a logistic nightmare getting horses from the west to race in the eastern states. I mean, would that be a big issue? Absolutely, and that's the that's the major hurdle that uh, that we face uh, being here. It's a long way to come, uh, and you know I've spoken to all of these connections over there, and that's the obvious uh, problem that they're they're dealing with is just getting here. Logistically, it's not easy because they've got to fly from Perth to Melbourne, and then hopefully get a connecting flight to Melbourne to Brisbane, and that's easier said than done. Otherwise, they've got to go by road, and that turns them off straight away. So it, it's a big, big journey, but. Um, I just feel it just opens up the race nationally. It creates a lot of exposure and it just gets a lot of people interested when, you know, you've got uh, all parts of the country represented. That's right. And would I be correct in saying Mighty Ronaldo was actually floated on road? Chris, do you know? I'm sure I read somewhere Um, that he was for this trip. Yeah, I'll double check, but I I thought he went, flew from uh, Perth, and then floated Melbourne to Sydney. Okay. I just, I remember seeing somewhere that he'd, he'd had a long road trip, so it might have been that Melbourne to, to Sydney trip. Mm, yeah, but you're right. It just seems it's a lot different this year compared to last year. And I think with that in mind too, it's the second year we, we probably want to be, we got away with probably last year a little bit of... Um, you know, the innovation factor so that we had plenty to talk about in that regard. This year where we really need to build on it, we haven't got any news that we can really build on. Mm. Well, that's the other thing. Did we get lucky last year with that change in season where it aligns with the calendar year? So did we just get lucky and now that other jurisdictions and governing bodies have made their changes and they've, you know, worked along with the new season and how it's structured, does it just provide... uh, you know, more opportunities for people to sort of stay in their their own sort of area and and focus on features there rather than sort of um, heading elsewhere like they did last year. Yeah, that could certainly fall into case. Um, you know, there's it was the first time last year, so everyone had was sort of flying by the seat of their pants, for want of a better term, just trying to work out. Um, you know, where they targeted, whereas this year it's probably a little bit more defined. So um, I've had that opportunity to, but uh, it's it's one of those things, like, like I said, I, I think time is ticking and, and I'd hate to see it, uh, you know, get too far down the, down the road. Mm. And Steve's mentioned this just recently, like with the Emma Stewart stable, um, ladies in red goes around tomorrow night. They've got Act Now and Beyond the Light going around the Entires and Gildings final. Why not split them up? Yeah, exactly right. You, if you were one of the owners of, of one of those horses, you'd, you wouldn't want to uh, be clashing with the same one all the time. But, uh, um, you know, we, we got that opportunity there and, and just, I just feel that um, 
feel like we're treading water at the moment rather than, you know, getting out and, and taking big strides to, to get forward. But uh, just having a look here on uh, Justin Prentice's uh, Twitter, Twitter account, he's got a post there on April 23. Mighty Ronaldo, short walk before he sit, heads to Sydney by road. There you go. There you go. That's commitment. Uh, yeah, and, well, it proves that, um, you know, they got chases, uh, riches they want to chase. And, um, you know, I, I think we need to get on the front foot pretty soon. Mm. Maybe, yeah, I know maybe Wild, a little bit. Mm. Yeah, I was just going to say, I know Wild West, uh, fresh off his WA Pacing Cup, when he was on a float, and he made the trip by road from Perth to Sydney where he's joined the, the McCarthy stable. He had to step out, but he came by a road. It's only 4,000 Ks. It's not far. Cross, cross the Nullarbor. Easy. 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 <laughs> well, who knows? This, this could be the weekend, but um, I'm, I'm sure that they've got it all under control. Scott Steele assures me that it's all under control. So we'll, um, we'll leave it to them and uh, see what they come up with after this weekend. Let's focus on tomorrow night, the changeover two-year-old classic and the uh, APG four-year-old consolation final. They're our two features. Just on the changeover classic, I find this race fascinating. It's our first juvenile feature of the season. It's really hard to line up the form. Have you got any early thoughts at this point? Yeah, it's it's obviously a very good race, and the barriers, um, it's always hard with these two-year-olds. There's not really a great deal of exposed form, so... What may look a good barrier for one may not actually be the case, but uh, I've been pretty taken with Frankie Ferocious. I thought his trials were really good. I was really looking forward to his debut run there a couple of weeks back. It was on a Saturday night, and uh, I I thought that was a really good win. He didn't have to... Well, he wasn't asked for too much. Nathan Dawson was just very steady on him, didn't push him early, allowed him to balance up, and then even when he asked him to go in the stretch, it wasn't... uh, um, you know, sort of a handlebars down, let's go. It was just sort of ease him into it. And, and he did that, I thought, really comfortably. Um, he comes up with gate one tomorrow night. So I, I think we might see the same thing again. We know Pete McMullen's very aggressive uh, and was last time out with the tax collector who's drawing gate four. He went to the front on that occasion, steady through the middle stages, but then really ripped them home. It was a strong uh, last quarter on that occasion. He ran 27-6 home, the tax collector. I thought, Frankie Ferocious, they might just, uh, you know, if they take that that trip in behind the tax collector, uh, I think we'll see a very nice horse. Like I say, very taken with him, but it's a good race. you got Kabang, um, possibly the most progressive of all of them, but uh, he just doesn't know that he's a racehorse yet. He's he can certainly run, but he's still working it all out. Hold on to your bling was, um, you know, a good winner last time. Franked the the performance of Frankie Ferocious when he was second to him on debut, and then has since scored. And then Trent Dawson's horse was interesting. Hearing Trent yesterday, uh, actually perhaps just putting his hand up that he went too hard on him in the early stages last time. Perhaps was not quite ready for that run, but uh, a, a fitter horse. He certainly looks a nice horse. I think Nathan Dawson's comment was interesting yesterday too when I was talking to him about Frankie Ferocious. He believes this is the best two-year-old that he's driven, and that's high praise. Now knowing that he's driven my Alderman Jacko, he won that Group 2 feature last week, so that probably gives you a little more perspective as well. So that promises to be a really good race. We've got Townsville to race two coming up in about four minutes' time. Favourite there, number two, Promise Bay. What is the Darren Clayton special for Albion Park tomorrow night? 
Yeah, I thought in race three, horse number one, Falcons, I thought uh, this guy, he's best suited if he just gets an easy trip, finds it from gate one tomorrow night. Um, He's been going really well. He was a good winner there, about three or four runs back. Just hasn't had a great deal of luck. He flashed home for second, two runs back. He was buried away, three back on the pegs on that occasion. He was only beaten uh, ahead behind Juddy Douglas. Juddy Douglas uh, is a horse that goes very well and in good form. So I thought Falcons, he's been waiting for a gate. I think this week he gets that opportunity, race three, number one. Okay, race three, number one, the best bed. Throw some numbers at me for the quaddy races five, six, seven, and eight. Yeah, so in that first leg, um, going with the numbers one, five, and ten, uh, I thought number one, delightful reason. She was only beaten uh, close up behind an informed Franco Nandor on Wednesday night, so she backs up, she gets the gate there. I thought Princess Danica. Probably going better than her numbers suggest, and um, probably more having to um, be have her tactics dictated to her from some bad gates. Maybe they get the chance to actually dictate themselves this time. And number ten, the darling, no no mare going better in Queensland at the minute for consistency in the money in all ten starts since arriving with Ron Salas. In that second leg, race six, I like the numbers one, four, and eight. Um, like we just mentioned, they've got Frankie Ferocious on top. Um, really like this guy. I, th- I think he is a nice horse in the making. The tax collector, as we just outlined, he probably goes forward, probably sets up the speed for this. And number eight, Kabang. Um, he'll be tucked in behind. No, probably not sure if inside the second row is best for him at the moment while he's learning. He might just want a, a little bit more open space. He's, he's certainly um, got a mind of his own at the moment. So we'll go one, four, and eight in that second leg. The third leg, playing this one a little bit wider with the numbers two, five, eight, and nine. Uh, I've got number nine, got to go milking on top. Thought this was a really tricky race. Um, he probably presses through. He's been good this season, five starts. He's been in the money in all five, and two of those have been wins, including a last start PB. So class to the max is, is the class runner, but uh, not suited there from gate eight. So not sure where he gets to in the run. I am Sparta. Um, probably throwing up more questions again than he continues to answer. He jumped a peg or a shadow there yesterday when he was going to lead for fun. That ended his day and so much more. Um, just starting to head towards perennial place getter territory. This guy, he's placed seven of his, of 12 now. So um, we'll throw him in. And in the last leg, happy to bring it home one hour with horse number seven, talent to spare. I think we'll see a better horse up on the front. Take nothing away from her last start. She, was, she may have finished last, but she did all the work outside. Adam Crocker, who came out and won the final. That was a heat where uh, talent to spare sat outside him. So bring it home one out with number seven. Okay, so just repeating those numbers. One, five, ten into one, four, eight, two, five, eight, nine. And then we come home with seven only in that final leg. Uh, just talking about Albion Park tomorrow night. Darren, the other race that I just wanted to ask about tomorrow night was the free-for-all. Steve and I keep talking about how these horses just keep, you know, changing up the results week in, week out. Track record run last week with Black Sedans. It looks it looks a race in two tomorrow night. Northview Hustler Gate 2, turn it up Gate 8, the only runner off the second row. Which way are you going in this race tomorrow night, race four? Yeah, it's hard not to stick with Northview Hustler purely off that barrier advantage. 
Uh, gate two, he should go straight to the front, you would expect. He's got a good record, especially over 2,100 when he leads. I think for mine, just the, the only thing that um, puts a little bit of a... Um, uh, a query or, or puts him firmly in front, I think, is where the pressure comes from. I don't think turn it up from gate eight. So, um, you know, they've got the option of sticking the pegs. They'd be three pegs if that was the case, or they come off in the run. So likely they might be able to snare into the one, one, perhaps one out two back with where they go. But um, I think if Northview Hustler finds the front, I don't know where he gets any pressure. Perhaps Aphorism wants to take a look, but. Um, you wouldn't think they'd apply too much pressure there, and that would allow Northview Hustler just to to um, dictate in front and prove hard to run down. Sectionally, that makes it pretty tough to turn it up. But um, like I said, I, I like seeing turn it up um, chasing rather than setting the speed out in front. So uh, if he can lob close enough and there's enough sort of pressure there that Northview Hustler probably has to break a, a 30 for either of those first two quarters, well, then in the run, you'd want to be on turn it up. But uh, as it stands there, Northview Hustler for me. OK, so going with Northview Hustler in the open. That's race number four. It's a really solid program tomorrow night. 11 races. We get underway at 5.09. Just talking about the carnival. Before I talk about the carnival, the, the dashboard, is that up on the Racing Queensland website? Yeah, that, that's ready to roll, and we've got the best bet there. Falcons um, early in, in uh, main quarter, we've got the best exotic, which I thought came up in race number eight. I thought uh, that looked a good race to play those with um, standing out talent to spare. Um, we've got Trent Dawson, the driver to follow tomorrow night. He only has the five drives, um, not as many as some of the main drivers have, but they're a really good five. He's got love your work in that APG race, talent to spare. It's for real life in the two-year-old and airtime um, who draws gate 11, but uh, I thought I gave it a good chance. I thought he's going pretty well and he's got Bella Volterra in the first. So that's all up and live on the RT website. Okay, we spoke with Trent Dawson yesterday and he did give airtime a good push. He, he thinks it could be the pick of his drives tomorrow night because he doesn't think it's any harder than what he beat on Tuesday when he scored at good odds there. So that's all up now. Don't forget, if you're on the, the RQ website or the Harness.org website, weekend winners up, uh, drivers in focus for this meeting tomorrow night, Brendan Barnes and Angus Garrard. Now, I was going to ask a little bit more about the Winter Carnival. A uh, couple of interesting horses trialling before the meeting gets underway tonight at Albion Park. Uh, the reigning trotter of the year, uh, Sir Fahrenheit, he's back in action, no doubt being aimed towards some of the upcoming trotting features. And also Shane Fraser's duo uh, of Bangkok DJ and Manila Playboy. So they're back in action in a trial as well. So the locals are starting to uh, return. We've got Teddy Disco back in action on Tuesday afternoon. I see he accepted for a race there. So this is going to be his first run back. So the locals are starting to flex their muscles. Yeah, they're starting to come out in, in force and um, good to see Sir Fahrenheit back at the trials. Um, I found an interesting stat about him yesterday when I was diving down one of the many rabbit holes I dived down. Uh, he had the most wins of any trotter in Australia last season, did Sir Fahrenheit with his 10 wins. So good to see him back on track for the Garrards. And yeah, Shane Fraser's pair. Well, um, Bangkok DJ, he could just be... Um, he could be the most progressive of any of the three-year-olds we've got this season. He was really good there um, last campaign. It was only an abbreviated campaign, but, uh, yeah, really looking forward to seeing him. And 
uh, likewise for Manila Playboy too, I guess. He was, um, he's had probably a, been a little bit enigmatic towards the back end of his last campaign, but uh, hopefully he's got him sorted out. Yeah, it's it's very interesting. Uh, we've got that very deep three-year-old crop here right now, and Bangkok DJ is one of those that's in the mix. There's no doubt about it. Just finally, if you're doing the form for tonight, and I know you will be, Louis the punter's been sold, so he's a late scratching tonight. So you can rule him out. Race three, number 10, a late scratching. Sold to America or sold locally, do you know, Chris? I think he's headed uh, to North America. Yeah, well, disappointing, I guess, but, uh, yeah, good luck to Connections. Darren, appreciate the time. Enjoy the weekend, and we'll chat again next week. Looking forward to it. Thanks, Chris.